0: Blowing my way. What's that you say? Getting tired by the minute doesn't matter if you win it, it's okay. Be good to get back home, chasing rainbows by the hours while you paint your purple flowers. What's that you say? Doesn't matter anyway. I'm a dream, broken hearts are bleeding. Your memory drowns the sound of lonesome rails screaming. I'm a drifter, keep those wheels turning. I hold your picture to my chest to keep this fire burning. I long for your touch, like the purple's to your brush. Their dusty road time is stretching out for miles or while i'm dreaming of your smile one more day when i get back home well the paint still be drying. to will i find that you've been lying with somebody else what's that you say doesn't matter anyway what's that you say hey These colors, they got me spinning out of my head Getting lost inside the hues of purples, blues, and red What's that you say, this heart was broken anyway hey,
1: It's time for talking Music on KVNF, your mountain-grown community radio. I am your host, Taya J. In the background there, we're hearing the Fretliners, The Fretliners will perform live at the Candle Factory in Montrose on June 15th. I'm joined today on the show by the man responsible for bringing the Fretliners to Montrose, that's Thomas Barnes. Thomas is the founder of Control Tower Management, a talent booking and production agency based in Montrose. He joins me today to talk about some of the Western Slope musicians that he's excited about, and some of the upcoming shows we can look forward to at Blue Corn Cafe in the coming months. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy. Thomas Barnes, thank you so much for joining us on the KVNF Airwaves.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you're doing with Control Tower Management right now.
2: So Control Tower Management is a multifaceted entity. A big focus on promoting artists and booking artists from the Western Slope. I have partnered with Blue Corn to create the Live at the Candle Factory music series. So we are bringing in artists from all over the place for shows here in Montrose and really trying to create community through music on not just in Montrose but on the Western Slope as a whole.
1: I love the idea of creating community through music. I feel like that's central to so much of what we do here at Public Radio. And I think that I've been really intrigued and drawn to collaborations where folks are are each doing something respectively that like there's a mutual reciprocity. There's a feeding one another. So I'm super excited to be in conversation with you today. Likewise. Um, I'm curious if you will, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about who you are and Talk to us a little bit about your, why do you care about music? Why music?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So I grew up in Alabama, right outside of Birmingham, and music has been a part of my life, my entire life. I started playing guitar at age 10, and my mom started taking me to see music all the time, (laughs) right around the same age. Um, What were you seeing? Do you remember? Totally. Yeah. My mom took me to see all sorts of things from, I think the first concert we ever went to was Reba (laughs) McIntyre. But then she took me to see widespread panic a lot. And when I say a lot, like I think we saw over a hundred shows from like 10, 11 years old until basically college. And we still go to see a lot of music together. I just went back to Alabama in August of last year to see Billy Strings with my mom. Amazing. (laughs) Uh, And my parents have this like diverse mindset about music. You know, there was a lot of different music playing in my house growing up. And so I knew from an early age that I wanted to do something in music. I didn't know what that would be. And around age 15, I started playing live myself in different venues and mostly around Birmingham. And in college, I was in a band that toured around the Southeast. And I think that's where things really became more focused for me. I was really stoked with where we were at and what we were doing. And uh, I found myself in this de facto role of sort of managing my band and thought that I was pretty good at that.
1: When you hear something for the very first time, do you have sort of a... Is it an an intuitive sense of like, oh, I love this. This sounds really good. Or is it, do you have like a rubric where you're like, oh, they're doing this really well and they're doing this really well. And I see this potential in them to grow and be even more amazing along the way.
2: That's a great question. I think it's probably a combination. You know, there are times where I listen to things and think, wow, this is super cool and very special. And there are also elements that I can you know, derive from production, too, and it's not always driven by what a band is doing. There's definitely a difference in a live setting versus like a studio recording. I do believe that it's hard to describe, but that there is an it factor that exists with all artists, and you just kind of intuitively have this sense of knowing when someone has that it factor, or maybe they don't, you know? And I think that's a big difference in people making it in the music world, you know? And sometimes that's really about drive and that can be the it factor. That can mean a lot of different things. But yeah, I listen to a lot of music (laughs) all the time, actually. And I like to be able to pick pieces and really focus on bits that I love. And sometimes that is a full package, but other times it's not. And so uh, that's a tough question to answer, but it's a great question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I appreciate your insight in it um, or into it. Why do artists, why do musicians need managers?
2: Mm, Also a great question. I think in general, artists are great at being artists. They're great at creating. It's a very common thing that I hear where that is the focus that an artist wants to keep, and they don't want to have to manage a business. And at the end of the day music is oftentimes a business and um, usually artists shine creating art and you know many do not have multiple layers like an onion to where they're like I'm also great at business and I'm great at marketing and I'm great at promotion. I think a good manager will have insight into the best ways for an artist to put themselves out to the world and I think The more that an artist can focus on their art it's a good thing and it takes away time you know when you're having to put effort and focus into other areas outside of that there are certainly artists out there who can do it all and I think that is super special when that's possible I don't think that is overly common though um so having a, a good team, and you know, often that's not just a manager; it literally is a team of people uh, that believe in you, that have your back, and want what's best for you as a person and for your business entity. Uh, that's very important, and it can oftentimes take a while to put the pieces to the puzzle together to find the right team. <laughs> it's not um, it's not always an easy process, but I think the key factor is being able to have an artist just focus on creating art.
1: Let's talk about geography a little bit. Let's talk about you're based in Montrose. And before we hopped on these mics, you were talking a little bit about kind of identifying some of the some of the incredibly talented folks in the Western Slope who are playing music and also identifying kind of a, a need. Will you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think there is a lot of great music that is happening uh, all around Colorado, but there's a ton here on the Western Slope, and there's not a spotlight on a lot of that music, and I felt like that was a bit of a gap. Um, And coming full circle, you know, I think building community through music, a part of that is bringing that music to the world, um, giving it a stage, and that is hard in a lot of ways on this side of the state. Um, We do have some phenomenal venues, and there are definitely a ton of people that are very supportive of the arts. But when you compare it to somewhere like Denver, where music is happening all the time, (laughs) it's a dime a dozen in some ways, and there are tons of venues that are willing to support, You know, that's a blanket statement for places across America. These metropolitan areas have that. Many rural areas do not have that. So I saw a need for that here, and um, you know I really want to put a focus on providing that platform and that stage for artists to be able to bring their music to this side of the state. And uh, I don't think it should matter where we are. You know, there's there should be an opportunity for everyone to enjoy music wherever you are. And there's certainly something special about enjoying it live.
1: What was the last? Best live show you were at, Thomas.
2: Oh, wow. (laughs) I've seen a lot of shows recently. Maybe a couple, actually. Uh, Starting off the year with Leah Song and Rising Appalachia playing here in Montrose was amazing. I had no idea that my year would start that way. I know. I
1: cannot believe I missed that.
2: (laughs) It was a great night. It was very intimate, very beautiful. And I got to take a step back and just really feel like how special it was in the moment and i don't often get to do that when i am actively a part of a show um i recently went up to grand junction to see the kitchen dwellers play at the mesa and a band that i was unfamiliar with was opening called armchair boogie out of wisconsin and i was blown away i was like who are these guys how have i never heard them um, I had a great time seeing the Kitchen Dwellers too, but I felt like that was the highlight moment for me that that's night. That's amazing. Was like finding this new band that I was unfamiliar with, and uh,
1: that's what you hope for as an opening act. I feel like too that someone yeah. in the audience is going to be like, "Where have you been all my life?"
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's an opportunity when you find something like that to reach out, introduce yourself, you know, and say, "Hey, like." Saw you guys here. It was amazing. Do you have interest in coming back to this side of the state at some point? So those moments to me always feel so much more special in a lot of ways than bands that I am familiar with, even if it's an amazing show and it's everything that I hoped for it to be. Uh, finding a, a gem in the rough sometimes like can really be that special moment. And it was that night.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think something just in our conversations what i always walk away with is your sort of excitement about folks who are on the cusp, right? Folks who are up and coming on their careers or just kind of on the verge of something really incredible, on the verge of taking off. Will you talk to me a little bit about that sort of cusp and and how you feel about that moment in time and the role you kind of want to play in that um yeah, in that state?
2: Yeah. I really love the term cusp artist, and it's something I find myself saying a lot. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier about there just being so much amazing music out there that people may be unfamiliar with. And when you're talking about bringing people to perform in intimate spaces with maybe less than 200 people, you can't always get big artists. Many times they've grown past that, and they just are literally unable to perform in rooms like that. And so I definitely have put a focus on trying to find artists who seem to fit that mold, you know, to where they have put sweat equity into what they're doing and they've finally built something for themselves and they're just right there on the verge. And, you know, in some cases, maybe these people, these artists are getting a bit of attention, but it may not be a national spotlight type of attention, but it's enough to realize that this person this band, this artist, they're going to be someone. And that means a lot to me. My hope is to be able to work with people who years from now, you get to say, hey, I saw so-and-so perform with very few people, and it was amazing. And now they're playing in arenas or huge concert halls. Um, I, I think that those moments are things that stick with people, especially if You are in the presence of something that really calls to you personally. And, you know, we are lucky to be where we are because we do have that kind of opportunity. We may not have huge concert halls or arenas out here, um, but we definitely have these intimate spaces. And so to be able to find people that are at that level and bring that sort of art to our community feels like just the right thing to do. Yeah.
1: And in a lot of ways, geographically, Montrose is perfectly situated for that. You know, if someone's heading up to Telluride, if they're heading towards Grand Junction, there's like something about this kind of, um, I don't know, like train station stop along the way or something. The thoroughfare stop along the way, the rest stop along the way. (laughs) None of those are very flattering. (laughs) I'll have to think of another analogy. (laughs)
2: I actually think that's a really great way of putting it. Um, You know, geographically, one of the things that feels really special to me, we are centered right between Salt Lake City and Denver. So anyone that is touring on a national or semi-national level, those are two markets that they are likely going to try to play. Um, Oftentimes, there is an off day or a couple of off days between those two markets, and it's a really good opportunity to reach out And see if there's interest, gauge people's interest. And um, I hear yes more times than I hear no in those situations. Many artists, you know, especially if they are really on the cusp and they're playing a, a bigger room in Denver and they might be playing a bigger room in Salt Lake, but still have that ability to play a little more of an intimate space. That feels really special to them, you know, not to harp on that first show of the year with Rising Appalachia, but that was one of the things that was a takeaway. Um, In conversations after that show, Leah was expressing to me just how special that is and how that's very hard for them to do at this stage in their career. So to be able to accommodate something like that is special to them too. And, you know, I feel like it creates this symbiosis when the artist feels the same thing that the audience feels. And so we are lucky in that regard, because we are geographically situated in a a perfect place in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, totally. Let's talk a little bit about some of the artists that you're representing, some of the folks that you're excited about.
2: Yeah. Um, So currently, I am working with a band out of Crested Butte called Floodgate Operators. They took second place last year at the Telluride Bluegrass Band Competition. I've been a fan of theirs for a really long time. And Last year, seeing them play on the big stage just really sparked something in me. And I was like, wow, I've known there was an it factor here for quite some time. But if there was any question, this solidified it. (laughs) And uh, so I feel very lucky to be working with those guys. I'm also working with another band out of uh, roughly the same area, the Gunnison Valley, Easy Gym. And those guys have been friends of mine for a while. I saw something really special because unlike many... Grateful Dead tributes that are out there. Easy Jim is not trying to be the Grateful Dead. They're very much themselves. And um, they do a lot of justice, in my opinion, to recreating the sound of the Grateful Dead, um, putting a focus on the harmonies, and creating a, a visceral experience that is very reminiscent and akin to what the Grateful Dead were doing without trying to rip off the Grateful Dead that feels also very unique to me and special. And so I'm very stoked to be working with them as well. Uh, Working with a couple of bands here locally in Montrose and in Ridgeway. Uh, In Montrose, the Black Canyon Boys, who have been around for almost a year now, Bluegrass Trio. They're, you know, I feel like we get saturated with bluegrass, I'm a huge bluegrass fan, but It is a market that is saturated in our part of the world. (laughs) And I hear something unique in them, too. It's not just the same bluegrass you can go hear anytime. And I honestly can't put into words exactly what that is. But for my ears, it is something unique. I think that they have something to offer the world that is different than the norm. And I appreciate that. And out of Ridgeway, a band called Smut Dolly. Which I a love the name.
1: Amazing name. <laughs> I'm hooked just by the name.
2: Yeah, it's great. And uh, you know, we do get a lot of similar type of artists uh, in Colorado in general. There's a lot of acoustically driven singer songwriter, folky Americana. You know, anything that falls kind of in that category. And Smut Dolly is doing something drastically different. And it's hard for me to categorize what it is. It's a bit of a lot of different genres of music and it's um, a bit rock and roll. It is a bit pop. It's got a heavy element to it that I really love. And yeah, I'm excited to bring their name to different markets around Colorado. That is our focus right now, is trying to expand their reach in Colorado. Um, And I've had a lot of people that have been very intrigued thus far, and I think there's something to that, you know, doing something different. Uh, And lastly, I'm working with a band out of Durango called Mojo Birds. They are roots rock, they've got an Afro pop element to them, which is super cool. There's a Peruvian influence there too, a little bit of blues, and they too are just doing something really unique and special. And Um, are excited to expand Colorado and beyond. And so I really hope to help them with that. That's our, our goal, you know, and with all these artists, the goal is to expand recognition into new markets and kind of, in many cases, these bands have a name on this side of the state, but, you know, maybe they're not known in the Denver market or the Front Range markets, and we want to change that. I'm very grateful and lucky to be working with all of these artists but that said there is so much amazing music here in the state and this is just such a small taste and sampling of of what's out there
1: well and you started what in 2023 less than a year ago control tower management became official so you've done you've covered some ground already
2: we started or i started (laughs) october of 2023 yeah and I do say I and not we, because this is all just me at this point, you know, it's it's very grassroots. And um, that also means something to me too. You know, there's, there's no one that is funding me or helping me really in any way, financially, especially. Um, but it's just this belief in trying to do something for our community. And yeah, you know, I, I keep hammering that point, but that is um that's ultimately the goal is to just try to build something that both artists and the community can enjoy and appreciate and share in.
1: With the community in mind, can we talk a little bit about some of the upcoming shows at the Candle Factory here in Montrose that you're helping to support?
2: Yeah, we have some really great shows coming up this year. I'm very excited about. In March, we have Mama Lingua, who is out of the Peonia area. Woo-hoo! Yeah, very excited for that show. Um, in April, we are bringing a guy from Denver, Patrick Detless. Um, He's been a close friend of mine for quite some time, and he is definitely one of those that I believe like his music deserves to be heard on a larger platform. So we are doing a show at the Candle Factory with him, and the next night we are doing a show in Ridgeway with the Chipita Lodge. And it'll be the first time that I have worked with them to hold a show, and I'm very excited about that. And yeah, so then April, we, I think I can say this, it's concrete now, AJ Fullerton is going to be holding his album release party on the day his album releases, April 19th at Blue Corn. And I think that is going to be really cool and really special. I love AJ. I love what he's doing.
1: And so does his community. And it's it's as much fun to watch him up on stage as it is to watch the people who have known and loved him for so long who show up to his shows and are just 100% present and happy to be there.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. So yeah, really excited about that. It feels very cool to be able to host that. One of the shows just announced today, and I'm super excited about.
1: I feel like we need a drum roll. <laughs>
2: June 15th, the Frontliners. Um, we are doing the Road to Tell your Ride Bluegrass. And so those guys won the 2023 band competition at Bluegrass. And this will be their last public show before they take the big stage at this year's festival. We've been working on this one for a while, and it's been very hard for me to keep it under wraps. And I can I'm
3: imagine.
2: <laughs> very excited to be able to announce this one. Um, you know, I mean, that's just a few of the shows that are coming up. There are definitely a lot of things, many things that haven't been announced yet that I can't actually yet talk about, but feel super excited about and eager. Um, it's a good year for music at the Candle Factory for sure. And I feel very grateful that the community has shown up and supported live music. You know, the the one surefire way to see it continue is to show up and support. So I'm very grateful for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, what can we do to support you? What can we do to support live music in Montrose and the surrounding areas?
2: You know, I, yeah, showing up to support, I think is huge. Um, when I hear people say support live music, it's like, cool, hire live musicians. And you know, that it's two pieces to the puzzle. It's, um, in order to hire them, people have to support it. And, yeah, I've I've seen it happening and I, I hope that it continues. I have a strong belief that it will. I feel like there is this desire in our local area for live music and to build culture and you know, have that culture foster community. And yeah, like I say, I'm very grateful. It, people have been extremely supportive and you know, I can't say thanks enough for that.
1: You've mentioned community. What else do you think that music has the power to do?
2: Mm. Well, in unison with community, I think that music brings people together. Um, you know, there's something that probably all of us can feel with music that's hard to put your finger on, but it's a unique feeling. It's something that you don't get all the time when you're just riding in your car, listening to music. There's something special about seeing something happen in front of your face in the moment. And... Um, you know, I think music is medicine because of that. I really do. It is for me. It's, um, it's a place of calming. And I think that, that probably is true for a lot of people. And, um, you know, I have used the word community a lot, but I, I think it's a, it's a place of focus because at the core, that's what it's really about. But music has the power to do so many things. You know, I think music is healing for a lot of people. And I think those are all words, medicine, healing, you know, that, that should be used with music. It's special and it is something, I mean, as, as long as I have been doing this and been a part of the music world, I still have a hard time sometimes putting my finger on how to describe what it really means to me. And maybe I'm not the only one that feels that way, but internally I know it's special and in conversation with others I also know that, you know, many people feel that way. And um, I don't know of too many other things in my personal life that give me the same joy. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of power behind music, and it probably means something different to almost everyone.
1: I think what's cool about music is that we each have individual personal responses, but we can experience them collectively and side by side and in the same space simultaneously.
2: Yeah, I think that's a beautiful way of putting it for sure.
1: Thomas, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. This has been a pleasure.
1: Such a pleasure to talk to you. Great to hear about what you're doing here in the Montrose community, and we look forward to watching that grow and evolve.
2: I really appreciate the support, Tan. When
3: the cold rains roll And the silver sage is shining When the wild onions bloom Tear for you
1: that was an interview with Thomas Barnes, founder of Control Tower Management. To find out more about Thomas's work, you can visit his website, controltowermanagement.com. In the background, we're hearing Sean Hess. Sean Hess will perform live at the Candle Factory on May 18th. To find out more about that show and other upcoming shows, visit bluecorncafemontrose.com. Thanks, as always, for listening.
3: If there's one thing I know is true. I know these things the way I do All thanks to you In a lesson learned in love Or any other worth the learning You find in time a tear for you If there's one thing I know is true I know these things the way I do All thanks to you